Welcome to the By Words Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. I love helping passionate women gain clarity about their purpose so they can kick fear to the curb, break up with the hustle, and say goodbye to the lies that hold us back from pursuing our dreams wholeheartedly. We're going to get open and honest, share some laughs, and maybe some tears. But at the end of the day, my hope is that you will walk away encouraged, inspired, and ready to step into your purpose with confidence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to another episode of the ByWords podcast. Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to Lindsay Aaron. Hailing from San Diego, California, Lindsay is a writer, designer, app creator, and podcaster. In 2012, Lindsay launched out into the deep end of entrepreneurship and started her design studio, Third Story Apartment. Over the years, Lindsay has had her hand in a number of business ventures that have given her the opportunity to travel the world, gather like-minded dreamers together, and spread hope and goodness. With a passion to pass on the torch of courage to other dreamers, Lindsay started the Daring Romantics podcast at the end of 2017. The weekly podcast is less about the how-tos of business and more about the heart and soul of entrepreneurship. In 2020, Lindsay launched the Pep Talks app as a tangible way to encourage dreamers all day, every day as they pursue their dreams. In between podcasting and client projects, Lindsay can be found brunching, French toast and mimosas included, or making travel plans to some far-off place. Welcome, Lindsay. I am so happy to have you here with us. Oh my gosh. I am so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Hannah. I appreciate oh it. Oh my goodness. Yes. This is going to be such an, it's just a fun and exciting conversation. I know for me, and I just can't wait for my listeners to get to know you. So as we're talking today about the power of encouragement, especially in regards to our purpose, I would love to just hear what does purpose mean to you and how do you know that you found yours? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a good question. I actually just wrote an entire series on this, um, last month for my app, which I'm really excited about. Um, but purpose I think is like, it's why we're here. Like we're all created for a purpose. You know, like I believe that we were divinely created and that, um, we're not here on accident and that we have, something in our life that brought us here, you know, that there's something that we're here for. We're not just here, you know, just to go about our lives and like wear pretty clothes and like post on Instagram, you know, like we're here to contribute something. And, um, you know, when we're asking ourselves, like, what is my purpose? Cause I think that that's so many people's biggest question is like, what is my purpose? You know, every day I think that people walk around feeling like, everybody else has a purpose, but they don't have a purpose, you know, especially Mm. in this online culture of, you know, social media where you're watching people who you admire and who you respect living in their purpose and in their calling and thriving. It's so easy to be on the other side of the screen scrolling and being like, well, that's great for them, but I don't feel Mm. that way. Like I'm just here working my day job and, you know, or I'm a mom or I'm a this, or I'm a college student and I don't feel like I have much purpose. And I feel like a lot of people feel like that. And, um, in college when, you know, you're at that age where you're like, why am I here? Why do I exist? Like, why do any of us exist? I remember, um, being in, I went to a Christian university and so we had chapel and, um, I remember being in a chapel service and the speaker said, um, to stop thinking so much about what is my purpose and to just go find a need and to fill it. And as a college student, that was so empowering and so freeing for me because it 
it's such an overwhelming question. Like, what is my, like, you know, like, hello, big question for like just a human to answer, you know? And when I started asking myself that I was like, okay, well, what is a need that I can fill? And I started like looking at my life and like looking at the world around me. And, um, at that point in time, you know, social justice was like a huge thing. Social justice, I also think means something different now than it does then, but it was humanitarian work back then, um, that I was really involved with. And I was, you know, discovering that there were people who were human trafficked and I was blown away, like completely blown away Mm -hmm. that, you know, there were girls across the world who were being sold by their parents because they didn't have food to provide for their little brothers and sisters. And so they would sell their, them into sex trafficking. And it just broke my heart so much because that was the opposite of my experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like I grew up in a beautiful home. I, my parents are still together. Um, they love each other. They raised us well. I've never, you know, encountered a lot of struggles that other people have. And I felt like I was born into freedom. And when I heard that we were supposed to think about finding a need and filling it, I couldn't help but think about that, that Mm. I was born into freedom. And I felt so strongly that my purpose was to create freedom for other people and to help other people find that freedom. Like if I was gifted freedom, then I ought to use my freedom responsibly and use it to help other people experience that too. And so just throughout my life, like that has been the guiding question is like, Lindsay, like find a need and fill it. Like that is your purpose is to find a need and to fill it. And I think in every season of life, we find new purposes, right? Like, you know, I'm not involved in sex trafficking in the same way that I was when I was in college, but I still want people to find freedom you know, like to, it just looks different today. And it's like this overarching, like life mission, you know, like I think our purpose helps us to find a life mission as well. Like for me, my life mission is to like help people experience freedom and the life of their dreams, you know, and we find different avenues and capacities to do that. And throughout the way, different, so simple, you know, it's like, Every single day, like how many times do we like brush aside some of our ideas because we're like, oh, it can never be me that fulfills that. But like every single day, no matter who you are, you're all, you're probably, you've probably thought of at least five ideas today of like, oh, somebody should do this because I need this. You know what I mean? Yes. But think about it. And like some of the greatest ideas out there were because somebody needed something and they were like, I'll just create it. It's just like, wow, like we, we underestimate what we're able to do because we always think that we're not capable enough compared to somebody else. Yes. Yes. You're so right. We're fully capable just as we're all the same. Like we're literally all the same. There is nothing more, you know, amazing or unique or special about me than there is you or the person listening to this podcast. Like we all have the same greatness with inside of us. It's just a matter of whether we're going to be willing to tap into it. And that takes a certain level of vulnerability for sure. Yes. But it's like, am I willing to risk that? Yes. Oh man. One thing that I really love is how you talk about restoring the sense of magic and wonder into our lives. And I mean, I can just see how that comes out in everything that you do from everything I've read and just using your app. And even now just talking to you, I just, it's, that's so inspiring. So how did that piece of the puzzle come into play for you? 
Totally. Um, so I've always been one to like take a ton of photos and like never post them or never put them anywhere. <laughs> I just like want to collect memories. Um, I have this, me and my best friend were always like, oh, this will be really great for our funeral slideshow. <laughs> it sounds so morbid, but um, I've always just like loved moments and loved experiences. Um, but I think I really started tapping into this when back in 2017, I was so incredibly focused on creating experiences for everybody else. Um, at the time, I had a company that focused on building um, conferences and retreats for women entrepreneurs. And it was so fun. And I mean, one of the most magical seasons of life in the sense that I literally got to see my dreams come to life. And like, for this conference, we had an after party and the after party was themed in um, metallics and black and white, like gold, silver, black and white, and a champagne toast. And it's like, I just want people to experience this because like sometimes life can be so dull. You know what I mean? Um, and I just love creating like little moments like that, that would be ordinary and we make them a little bit more special. But back to the question, after you know, doing this for two years, I was so focused on creating experiences for other people. In the meantime, I was really subscribing to the idea of hustle culture and, you know, just like everything, you know, especially during that time period of life was like hustle hard, hustle this, hustle that, like hustle and grind. Like literally it was just work your butt off 24 seven, never take a day off. If you take a day off your week and it led to the worst burnout that I've ever experienced. I never want to experience that again. I like did not do anything for three months except for cry and just like feel like I completely emptied myself and had nothing left. And um, that led to me, you know, dissolving that business because I just didn't feel like it was sustainable for like my, um, my health, like my spiritual health and like who I am. And I think that that's when I really started tapping into like restore the magic and wonder, you know, um, that became part of the mantra for the daring romantics was because I craved that so much where it's like, we have to, like, we can't subscribe to hustle culture and we have to take moments in our life where we create little moments of magic because it becomes dull, you know, like, especially, you know, we're in a pandemic and I've said it so many times too one of my best friends, I'm like, sometimes life feels so dull during this pandemic. You know, it's not the same as when we were traveling and gallivanting and doing all these fun things. And like, if we want to experience magic in our lives, then we have to take a step back and like create those moments. We have to create those memories. We have to like decide to have a birthday, but not just like any birthday. We have to decide that it's going to, you know, be pretty in pastels and we're going to have a champagne toast and we're going to like take part in like little traditions. And it's like little things that we do that can make moments so much more special and memorable and like breathe life back into us. And in the same way, I think part of restoring magic and wonder comes with rest. Like ever since mm -hmm. 2017, I've been super, super, um, I hate to say the word religious, but like religious about Sabbath, you know, and like religious in the, you like, nobody gets to infringe upon my Sabbath and I'm not Jewish, <laughs> but I really love Sabbath and the idea of complete rest. And, um, I've done a lot of studying on what Sabbath is over the past, um, couple of years. And like Sabbath is so beautiful. Like, I think that like, if you're not a part of Jewish culture and, um, 
you don't really understand it. It just kind of seems like law, but I think that it was like really set in place for us to experience the rhythms of life. And like when you pay attention to the rhythms of life, you actually see the magic and wonder. Like when you're paying attention to the cycles of seasons, you see how wondrous it is that there are seasons and the earth knows exactly what to do at just the right time. And when you take a day off of work, instead of working seven days a week and just get to like sit and like revel in the work that you've done, like you're able to like appreciate your progress. Like you're able to be like, wow, like I'm actually doing something awesome. Like it may not feel awesome all the time, but like what I'm creating is so great. Like you're actually able to like revel in and like taste it. It's like creating a meal, but then serving to everybody and then never taking the time. You know, that's why they talk about at weddings. Um, like I have a lot of friends who have gotten married and like, you know, they're always like, half of them are like, I never even got to experience my cake. I never even got Mm -hmm. to experience my food, you know? And it's like, sometimes we go through life like that. We're like the bride of our own life. And we have this amazing party. We do this amazing thing. We create these amazing products for people and we never even get to experience the enjoyment of it. You know, and so it started becoming a trend within all my friend groups where it's like the bride and groom, like after they got married, they would go away for an hour while everybody had cocktail hour and they would enjoy a meal together and they would just like rest and like be with each other and enjoy it. You know, and I think that sometimes like in life, like we're just so busy producing, producing, producing because like we feel like if we take a day off, then we're going to fall behind and then we never even actually enjoy what we've made. And if we're going to enjoy our lives, if we're going to see magic and wonder, we actually have to take that time to like go hide away and like go rest and like go do things that you enjoy and go enjoy your progress and what you're doing. And I just think that that's such a big part of it. Like magic and wonder is just taking a step back and resting all those like little things that like we're so busy during the work week that we don't make time to do. And like, I think by celebrating Sabbath, it's like really helps me like enjoy, like I go to the beach with my friends or like, just like go to the park or like take a drive in like the back road sometimes and just like enjoy. Oh, that's so good. And I can definitely second that because I found it's, it seems to be such sadly a normal thing that we just feel like as adults and women, especially like we're just supposed to work and work and work and produce. And we get so much sense of identity and worth in that. And we usually don't even notice how much it's taking from us until we hit that burnout stage. And so I love that you mentioned that, especially about rest, because I feel like that is something that is emphasized so little when it really, it really does fuel the rest of the whole journey, right? Man, it's just life-changing when you finally get to that point where you realize, okay, resting isn't taking away anything. I'm not going to miss anything. I'm not losing anything from this. It's actually going to make everything else better and set me up for more. Yeah. Yeah. And it nourishes you, you know, and it's like, you think about like, even like the soil of the ground, like they talk about, like when you're farming, like you actually have to give like plots of land, like rest and like an off season. So like that soil can like become everything that it needs to be for when you plant new crops there. And it's just like, if the earth requires that, why do we think that we as humans don't? Right. 
you know, like we literally pay attention to the rhythms of life and like the rhythms of nature all the time. Like even, you know, like winter is like a season of rest for nature, you know, like where things die, like they go back into their like place. Um, and then there's like the springtime where it's like, there's the blossoming again, but like that winter season is necessary. And it's like, but it cycles. You never go throughout a year without a winter, you know? So like, why do we think that we could go through a week without a day of rest? Why do we think that we can go through a year without taking time off for ourselves? You know, like we just literally think that we are invincible as human beings, but we're not like, yeah, we're amazing. Our physical human bodies are incredible, but it doesn't mean that we can bypass the cycles and the rhythms of life. If we're a part of creation, you know, like all of creation obeys the rhythms of life. And so therefore it's important for us to do the same. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And as we're talking about the power of encouragement, I know for me, and I'm sure many others, it's easy in those winter and more restful seasons where there's more stillness to kind of feel discouraged when there's Mm -hmm. no movement. And and we get so accustomed to the busy that it almost feels uncomfortable to be still. So I want to kind of segue into that conversation about the power of encouragement. But as we're starting, let's talk about the Pep Talks app because I, for one, am absolutely obsessed. I've been using it for the past year. It's amazing. So I just love to hear the story of how you came up with that idea and the heart behind it and all of that. Yeah. So like I said at the beginning, everything that I do comes out of some type of need that I've experienced myself. Um, So I graduated school in 2009, and when I graduated, it was obviously a recession, and there were no jobs for anybody, Um, and I had planned on going um, into like humanitarian work, and um, I went to school for psychology and theology and had no intention at all to ever become an entrepreneur. But because there were no jobs, it was Lindsay fend for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I tried my hand at real estate because that's my family's business. Everybody is in real estate in my family. I got my license when I was 18, Um, but I just didn't enjoy it. And so Um, I tried getting a corporate job and had zero luck. And so I was just like, all right, I'm going to post on Facebook that, um, I will run people's social media. And at the time that was like, not a thing. Like now everybody's the social media manager back in 2010, not so much. Um, and so I like did not anticipate ever becoming an entrepreneur, like at all. I didn't know any friends who were doing that. Everybody had a traditional job. Nobody I knew was out there hustling to make their own money outside of my family who was in real estate. And so um, I went through a lot. Like it was hard. Like it was really Mm. hard. Like I had nobody to look up to, nobody to ask questions to, except, you know, my family who was a completely different industry um, who doesn't really, who at the time didn't really understand a lot of what I was trying to accomplish. And so I would just write myself pep talks. Like, Lindsay, you can do this. <laughs> like, you know, it may feel hard now, but you keep on pressing on. And I would <laughs> write myself all these pep talks of things that I really wanted to believe. And I had nobody to tell me these things. And mm. so literally pep talks came out of the need for 
myself to be encouraged and there was nobody to encourage me except for myself. And so um, I started writing them for myself. I would send them to friends because I'd be like, I feel like so-and-so needs to hear this too. And so I would send it to so-and-so and then I started posting them on Instagram and then the app came many years later, but I've been writing these since about 2010. Wow. Okay. That's, that's amazing. So for those who aren't familiar, will you kind of explain the whole premise of app? Yeah. So basically the pep talks app is exactly what it sounds like. It's a gold mine of positivity. It is a daily pep talk every single day. So just a short word of encouragement, like a couple paragraphs long, just to encourage you and remind you of who you are as you chase your dreams. And just to remind you of how capable you are, how smart, how creative, how talented you are as you chase um, down your dreams and aim for big goals. And then it also has affirmations. So affirmations is a part of how I was raised. I was raised to speak positive words over myself. And so um, with the app comes the option to sign up for affirmations that are pushed to your phone um, throughout the day. And it's just to remind you to speak positively over yourself because, you know, how you were talking about dark seasons, dark seasons are going to come. Hard seasons are going to come. Challenges are going to come. Like they are a part of life. We cannot escape them, but they don't get to dictate our life. Like, yes, they may be a yes. hiccup in the road, but like just because you come up against a hard challenge or a hard situation or a hard season doesn't mean that your story is over. It just means that you need to fuel your faith to climb that mountain and overcome it. So that's what the app does. It's meant to help you fuel your faith, help you stay encouraged, help you to remember who you are. That's so awesome. And I am such a huge fan of positive affirmations, especially proactively, because like you said, those hard times are going to come. So I love that there's a tool where we can always be speaking those positive things, like filling our heart, filling our mind, growing our faith with those kinds of things and those kinds of words, encouraging ourselves really to prepare us for those times so that we've already got this tool belt of pep talks to, to walk us through it and to encourage others as well. So how have you experienced the power of affirmations and really words in general in your own life? Yeah. Like I was saying, I was raised that way. Um, growing up before my mom would drop us off at school, she would park underneath a tree down this street from our school and make us say affirmations, um, before she would drop us off. And it didn't matter if we were late for school, which we often were because, <laughs> Our family doesn't know how to be on time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, but every day before we went to school, she taught us to say affirmations, taught us to speak positive words over our lives, taught us to, um, take scripture and pray it over ourselves and to speak it over ourselves. Um, and so I really don't know life without it. Um, all I know is that my life would not be what it is if I didn't take the time to say them, you know, because, Doubt is a part of all of our lives. Fear is a part of all of our lives. And if you are not constantly preparing yourself and speaking to yourself about who you are, you're going to allow doubt to overcome you. Like there's two voices in the room. Well, maybe three. Okay. Don't quote me on any of this, but like there's voices <laughs> in your head, right? Like there's the voice of faith and there's the voice of fear. And then there's like that voice inside of you. That's like, I don't know which one to believe. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And like, if you're not like strengthening the voice of faith in your life, 
you're going to believe the lies of doubt and the lies of fear, the lies that say, who do you think you are to do this? Why do you think someone's going to pay attention to you? Why do you think that you're so important that people should pay attention to what you have to say? Like, those are the voices that all of us experience, but it's a matter of what voice am I giving more weight to? Am mm. I giving voice? Am I giving weight to the voice of fear and doubt? Or am I giving weight to the voice of faith that tells me I am a champion? I am a conqueror. I walk into every room and people want to know who I am. And so, I mean, I've been feeding that voice since I was a little girl and like actively since college because it's hard. Like you go to college, you go like you enter the workforce and it is hard because the world is not a bubble, you know, and you encounter yes. people who are not kind, who do not want to build you up. And I remember specifically in college, there was this moment that um, one of the Dean of Women told me. Um, some really terrible stuff. She told me that I would never succeed in life, that I would never amount to anything, that I would never be a leader. Um, she said that I was a disgrace to my university. And because I had been raised on affirmations, because my parents had instilled in me who I am and told me, you know, like, you are more than a conqueror, you know, like, you are important, you are valued, you are seen, because I had been so submersed in that, when my, the Dean of Women told me that, I was like, you're wrong. I was like, you have no wow. authority to say that over me. I was like, that's not true. Like you can say that, but I am a leader. I am going to be successful in this life. And so I think that that is like such a, was a monumental mo moment for me too, because that was the first time that I had, even when I was in a bubble, somebody was trying to pierce the buzzle, bubble, right? And like trying to like feed me negative thoughts about who I am. And like, I think back to that moment often. And if my parents hadn't raised me on affirmations to be speaking who I am, I think that that moment could have been really destructive. You know, like I, I know so many people who have experienced, you know, something similar and it completely derailed them. Right. But it didn't have the opportunity to derail me because I had already been giving so much weight and I had already propped up the voice of faith in my life. And so I think that that's why affirmations is so powerful and like how it can influence our lives, you know, and why it's so important to teach children these things, like, and have like our children be saying these words. I say our children, I don't even have kids yet, but like, I, always, <laughs> I feel like I'm like so future generation minded of like, cause there are our next leaders, you yes. know, like there are our next leaders. And if like, they see us, not believing in our in ourselves why should they think that they should believe in themselves you know and it's like they model what is shown for them and if if you're modeling a life where it's like you believe in yourself that's also passed on to your kids that they're going to believe in themselves because mommy and daddy believe in themselves right you know so um but yeah i think it's just really it's so important because the world will always try to tell you who you are and what you are capable of and what you will become. And I mean, there's just so many voices all the time, all over. And especially again, now with the social media, like it's so easy to yeah. like question yourself, you know, because you see somebody else being successful and you see somebody else like moving forward and you're like, well, who am I, you know, but 
if you know who you are because you've been speaking all these positive things over yourself, telling yourself, I'm a conqueror, I'm a champion, I'm an influencer, like I'm a culture shifter, I was born for greatness, then you know that you may not be experiencing the height of success right now, but it's just a matter of time because the compound effect is real. And if you continue to show up, if you continue to believe in yourself, if you continue to work hard, it's only a matter of time before you reach that wild success. You know, like every seed that is planted in the ground goes into a hidden space. It's buried in the soil. It experiences darkness. It experiences that weight of the soil where it feels like heavy, but it always breaks through the soil. If it's nurtured in the right community, if it's put in the sunlight and experiencing positivity, you know, and it always breaks through and flourishes. And the same goes for our lives. Like if we're putting ourselves in that space of faith, speaking positively over ourselves, surrounding ourselves with a community of friends who are going to champion us and believe in us. And if we continue to water our work with faith and with excellence, then it's only a matter of time before we blossom and flourish in the world. Man, that is so powerful. And I am taking notes to do this with my kids as well. Because <laughs> you're so right. It really does make such a huge, huge impact. And I love that you mentioned that really set you up for that because those moments will come. Like we will hear the voices that make us question what's true. But if we already know, then we can stand firm. And I just, I love that. And you know, I love that you also touched on community because that's a huge piece of it like surrounding yourself with the right people where you can hear the right things that will continue to grow your faith and to, to help truth be the louder voice, right? So in the world of entrepreneurship and honestly, just being a woman, <laughs> it can be so competitive and so full of comparison. So have you ever experienced that? And if you have, how do you combat that? Yeah. Um, I think we all experience that to some degree, whether it's somebody else or ourselves. Um, Early on in my journey, I experienced it with like me feeling competitive towards other people. And I had to sit back and like ask myself, like, Lindsay, like, why do you feel that way? Like, why, why are you thinking this or acting this way? And I had to realize like, okay, Lindsay, like you should be so happy for them that they are experiencing this. Like you should be so happy that, you know, they have X, Y, and Z, or they got this opportunity, or they have, you know, again, whatever. Because if it can happen to them, it can happen to you. Mm -hmm. And so really early on, I started um, actively choosing to celebrate people. Like anytime I saw something going good, I made a conscious decision to celebrate that person, you know, and like not let comparison or being competitive be, um, even an option, like it's not an option. And I think because I noticed it early on and then course corrected early on, like I became that. And I'm always using that verbiage, like, oh, I'm celebrating you. Like, I'm so happy for you. And when you become that, it leaks out onto everybody else that you're friends with. Mm. And like, we, so good. I, I truly believe that we carry culture with us, you know, like who we are leaks out onto other people. And so I think that because I was so celebratory, it trickled out onto other people. And so all of my friends, they're all in, you know, a very beautiful dreamer entrepreneurial space with me. Um, and some of them are not, but like everybody is so celebratory, you know? And I think that it is because I consciously chose to be that and I attracted that and created that. 
you know, like attracted the people who also felt that way. And then also gave other people the space to be like, oh yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? And so I think that like, we just have to realize like if we're in a, a space where we feel like competitive, we have to step back and ask ourselves why we're feeling that way. And then say to ourselves, like, listen, don't be competitive. Like if they got something awesome, there's probably something awesome for you too, you know? And, and that's the truth of, about it all anyways. You know, there's no limit to success, you know? Like there's not like, oh, only X amount of people can be successful in the world. You know, like anybody can be successful if you decide that you want to work hard, you know? And if you want to stay consistent and if you want to believe in yourself, it's available to everybody. There's no shortage on success. Right. And so we have to live in an, an abundance mindset. And usually the competitiveness comes from the scarcity mindset. Like I better get to this first before they do, or else I'm not going to get that opportunity. And it's just, life doesn't work that way. You know, and if right. we truly believe that the goodness of life is real, then we'll believe that there's goodness for us that will, will show up. You don't go to a restaurant and be like, oh shoot, they're not going to have my favorite cake there today. You know, like, you know, I'm thinking about Cheesecake Factory in specific because I really want to die of a cake right now. <laughs> you go there with the expectation that they're going to have the cake for you. In the same way, we ought to show up to our work with the expectation that if we show up, success will be there for us. You know, like that's so good. We just have to show up. Like it's just silly of us to think that if we show up, that success is going to run out and it's not going to be there for us you know, and it's like, no, that's just not the truth. And so we should be so incredibly happy for other people and celebrate them when something good happens, because, you know, like you're sitting at a restaurant and you see somebody's cake coming, you get excited because you know that your cake is coming too. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. I think in analogies all the time. No, I love that. That's such a good way to look at it because I do think with comparison and competition, it really does come from that scarcity mindset or like, I see someone else having what I want and that means there's less for me or there's less of a chance for me. But I, I think you're so right. Like we can look at it and see, look what's possible for me. They are the proof that it's possible for them and for me. So that is something that we can celebrate. And man, that just really flips the switch on that whole comparison thing that bogs so many of us down. Totally. And I think it really is like everything is flipping the switch on everything, you know, like we literally have to reprogram ourselves because everything comes down to mindset. Literally yes. everything comes down to mindset and we really do have to flip the switch and see that it's not a matter of competition or, you know, comparison, but it's a matter of like, let's just celebrate other people and their successes and realize that when we celebrate one, we're acknowledging that good things exist. And two, we're setting ourselves up in a position to experience that ourselves because good attracts good, you know? And so like, if you're out here with a negative Nancy attitude, you're probably not going to attract good things because people don't want to do business with negative Nancy. You right. know, people don't want to bless negative Nancy. People don't want to be around negative Nancy. You know, like if you're always speaking poorly about somebody else because they got something or, you know, putting somebody else down because you feel threatened by them, why do you think people are going to want to work with you? You know, but like, here we are out there. That's <laughs> what we're doing because, and that's what it comes down to. We feel threatened and we feel intimidated. And it's like, that doesn't, it's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do any yes. of us any It's not attractive. It's just not attractive. And like, I think that if we come down to think about like, what is it? What does an attractive soul look like? What does an attractive personality look like? It's a generous soul. 
It's a celebratory soul. It's somebody who is happy for other people. Like those are the people that you want to hang out with. So we need to become that. Like if we want to attract those things in our life, like we need to become exactly what we want to be. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. And so as we're wrapping up here, I know that there may be some people listening who are really feeling down in the pits. Like they're, they're not feeling that whole season of just empowerment and maybe they don't even know what the truth is anymore. What would you say to the woman who's listening and just really feeling the weight of discouragement right now? The shadow proves the sunlight and mm. the sh- like you look at the ground and you see a shadow and that just shows that there's sunlight, you know, like there's sunlight somewhere and you may not feel like there is sunlight and that there is goodness and that good things are coming for you. But like, if you sh- see a shadow, you can keep on walking and know that eventually you're going to hit that sunny spot. And yeah, so my encouragement would just to be to keep on walking, keep on believing, keep on speaking what you want to see. Um, that's something that I firmly believe in is if we are diligent to say and speak what we want to see, if we speak what we want to see, we will eventually see it with our natural eyes. But we have to see it with our hearts first. We have to see it with our soul first. We have to see it with our imagination first. Everything starts with your imagination. If you can imagine it, you'll experience it. But we have to be bold enough to speak it and not just think it, but to actually speak it and to verbalize it and to give it weight. Um, So just speak what you want to see and know that like as you continue to show up and continue to believe in yourself and continue to believe that good things are possible, that it's just a matter of time. You know, there's a waiting season for everything and the waiting season is hard. It's not comfortable. It's not where anybody ever wants to be, but the time that you wait will never take away from the experiences that life has for you. The waiting season is always there for a purpose. And my experience, it's always enhancing the thing that we're about to experience. So take heart knowing that the waiting season will not last forever it will come to an end and that there is always sunlight. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I hope that everyone listening has walked away encouraged. I know I definitely have. I think really, truly just walking away with a new sense of wonder and just the simplicity of that, you know? So thank you so much for being willing to be here and, and share with us and share your story. It's been so, so good. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I love this conversation and love speaking with you. So thank you so much. Absolutely. So where can everybody connect with you from here? Yes. The best place to find me is on Instagram. Um, you can find me at Lindsay Aaron. Aaron is spelled E-R-Y-N. At that point, I might as well spell Lindsay. It's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. Um, Aaron, E-R-Y-N. So find me on there. You can find my app and my podcast everything else from that little hub. Perfect. Thank you so much. You guys definitely go connect with Lindsay. You're going to want to download the pep talks app. Trust me, it will change your life and it will make your day so bright. Every time you get one of those notifications, I know it does for me, but thank you again, Lindsay. We are so grateful for all of you shared with us today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords podcast. I love having you here and I'm so grateful for your support. 
Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, stay brave and remember, I'm cheering you on.